When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, good day, everyone. Welcome in to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Howard, and today I am joined by my guy, Gary Witta, on a Tuesday. It's an X-Cast takeover once again. What's good, Gary? How are you, homie? That was a little jarring for me to, to hear you uh, <laughs> announce yourself by your, by your regular name. Where's the snow bike? What's going you're, on? You're right, Gary. Sometimes I go back and forth on I'm like, what am I going to bring to the table today? And I thought it would go calm, cool, collected, Mike. But you're right, Gary. We got to give it to him, right? So let's run it back really quick. Yo, what the heck is going on, everybody? It's your guy, Snowbike Mike, bringing you today's Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. It's an X-Cast takeover with my dude, Gary Witta. Gary, we're back, bro, bro. How you feeling today? Now, do you see how much better that felt when you go when you when you when you lean into the snowbike mic persona? There's like fifty percent more energy. Uh, it feels better, Gary. Let's be honest; it just feels better. Gary, how are you on a Tuesday? How's everything going? Yeah, I'm good. A little bit tired. Uh, the baby's been uh, uh, keeping us up a little bit. There's um, every every there's different milestones that babies hit in the first mm. year where they have what they call a, a sleep regression, where you know they um, they wake up a little bit more in the night. I don't know if that's exactly what's happening, but she's not sleeping um as reliably through the night as she had been so oh, when the okay. baby doesn't sleep we don't sleep um and uh we had a we had a weird uh power outage this morning and our little we have this this crib it's called a snoo don't know if i told okay. you about this but it's like a it's like it's, it's wi-fi it's got apps it's all like the latest 21st century <laughs> bullshit but it actually works really well what it does is it kind of rocks the baby back and forth throughout the night and if the baby wakes up and starts fussing it detects the motion and kind of calibrates its Oh, it's snap. movements to compensate and the baby goes right back to sleep. It's brilliant. It's brilliant until the power goes out as it did at about five o'clock this morning. And uh, yeah, so I was I was I was up this morning at around six o'clock washing uh, bottles and unloading the dishwasher in the dark with the light of my phone because we had no power in the house. And I was, <laughs> I, I'm up at six o'clock and I may as well go do something. The kitchen's a mess. I'll go clean it. But yeah, I was doing that in the dark this morning. All right. Uh, uh, an early wake up for you, Gary. When I like that. All right. Well, of course, today. We got the drop of the next-gen versions of GTA 5. Are you excited? Are you ready to go back and role-play? What's the game plan here for jumping into the new gen? I'm super excited. You might remember just on the X-Cast this past Friday, we were talking about um, you know our favorite open-world games, and GTA 5 is right there at the top for me. I always define a truly great open-world game as a, a game that, well, you don't think about it as a game that you sit down and play, but you think about like a place that you go. Like, I'm going to go to Los Santos. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to, the, you know, Azeroth or whatever. Like you feel like you've gone to another place. And the, I just have such so many fond memories of the original story campaign on um, Xbox 360. Very excited to go back. I'm going to do the whole story mode all over again and then kind of dive into some GTA online. The only thing I'm, I'm bummed, out, bummed out about, and I, I'm sorry to have to kind of bring up my pet peeve yet again mm. no cross play which means mike oh. you and i are going to be split because i i actually conceded i went and got the ps5 version because that's where most of the kind of funny guys seem to be going i want to be able to play with people 
Um, but you're going to be on the Xbox side. So until they sort of, until like crossplay just becomes the standard, yeah. we're still going to have these stupid arbitrary walls keeping us apart. I don't like it. It's the worst, Gary. You know what I mean? It's like we said the, we gave the initiative, Gary, for 2022. What are the multiplayer rules that we want? Crossplay, cross progression, right? We want awesome cross custom lobbies and cross we want. Gen. Why can't we play with PS4 mode? and Xbox One? Come you know? on, Gary. Our call. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We, we, we're in a we're in a transition period, and again, like our kids will grow up. We'll tell them stories about, oh yeah, I couldn't play with Mike because he was on one system and he was on another. The kids like, come on, you're pulling my leg. That's not it's barbaric, <laughs> and it is. It's ridiculous. But this is we're hopefully shaking off the last vestiges um, of it. But no, I am really looking forward to going back into into GTA mm -hmm. Online. I had a lot of fun in the uh, regular GTA Online, but I was playing on PC, but there's a lot of hacking and toxicities and really bad issues on the PC side. Yeah, and yeah. as you know, I was on the role-playing, no pixel servers for a while, really enjoyed that. Uh, but I really want to get back into like the regular GTA um, Online um, vanilla experience. Now, Mike, I saw you put a tweet up, I think just last night, yeah. where you know, one, you know, one of the things that really uh, people had legitimate cause to complain about was those really long loading times, kind of loading into the GTA Online world for the first time. They used to be like outrageously long. And of course, one of the big promises of, of this current generation of systems is the load times get cut right down. But I watched, your, I watched the video you posted last night. It seems like, what, 45 seconds to get in? That still feels like a long wait. Yeah, 45 seconds, Gary, to get into online multiplayer from the menu. And so it's a positive because it's better, but 45 seconds, of course, to you and I, here in 2022 with the next-gen consoles and all I that mean, jazz, but that's, it's still kind of slow. That's, yeah, I agree. But that's I mean. online servers and stuff like that, right? Like, I mean, yeah, next-gen hardware it's, doesn't it's, guarantee It's more than that. just, like, loading in another level in the yeah, single-player game, for sure. I, I just, it still feels like a long time. Here's me. the thing, Barrett, is I've already played enough single-player. I'm coming for the online, right? I'm right. not going back to single-player. And so I put that up because I noticed over on the opposite side last night, VGC put up their article saying, hey, Here's the load times in the story mode. So on PS5, you can go in at 27 seconds in the story mode from the menu. On PS4, it used to be a minute 33. So a huge change right there for that. But right. I, I feel like, like most people, we're jumping into GTA Online. That's where I want to see the load times improve. And so 45, not the best, but better. And that's all that matters to me. And of course, Gary, we got so much more to talk about because we got to get right into the show right now so let's jump in and because i got to know what's up with the initiative in perfect dark the crew 2 is set to go 60 frames per second with a new update and halo the series premiere has some reviews out and so much more so we'll talk about it right now because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m west coast best coast time live here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we are running you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Of course, if you are watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or listening on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Don't forget, we are now Epic Creators, which means you can go use our Epic Creator code, Kind of Funny at all Epic Games stores, whether you're buying Rocket League bucks or upgrading your look in Fortnite or buying games off the Epic Games store, you can use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, at checkout. It's no additional cost to you and a brand new way to help support the team here at Kind of Funny. If you would like to be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above can write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free along with exclusive daily post shows 
which you don't want to miss out on because last time we had a post show, me and Gary, we were talking about Gary hitting the gambling tables. Oh my God. Losing a lot of money. So we had a ton of fun with that, that one. Fun, Don't yeah. miss out. Of course, a little housekeeping news for all of you. There is a brand new PSI Love You XOXO live right now. And it's all about GT Online and a starter guide for how you can get started in the brand new next gen experience. Join Greg, Bless, Janet, and Zach Swizen from Kotaku over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And of course, on podcast services. We also have a very special episode of MCU in review that is live right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny and on podcast services around the globe with Tim Gettys joined by Eric Voss of new rock stars making their 2022 MCU predictions. Gary quickly, what is one MCU prediction that you want to see moving forward? A prediction or something I want to see because it's give me something things. you want to see. Give me something you want to see, Gary. Squirrel girl. Squirrel girl. Okay, I want to know yeah. who the heck Galactus is. Okay, let's find out who Galactus is, Gary. I want. Uh, I want. I want the. I want the big budget Squirrel Girl. Whether that's a Disney Plus TV <laughs> show or a theatrical movie, I just want Squirrel Girl. If you've ever, like if, you, if you, you should read the the recent run of the comics, they're so good. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers for the month of March. Big shout out to Gordon McGuire, Fargo Brady, and Pranksky. But today we are brought to you by Me Undies and DoorDash. Me and the team will tell you all about our sponsors in just a little bit. Gary, let's start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Today we have five stories. A picker's dozen. Thank you. Barrett's, Barrett's bringing the energy in. as well. Have you know, it's Tuesday it. morning, but everyone's bringing the energy. I feel like I got to step my game up. You know that, Gary. I mean, when we get all together, we're bringing the energy. And of course, we got a lot of energy because there's a lot to, of news to talk about. And there's a big news story that broke earlier this morning coming from VGC. The initiative has lost uh, half of its core dev team in the last 12 months. This is coming from Andy Robinson at VGC, who writes, Insiders describe fast and furious exits from Xbox's perfect dark studio. There's a lot to get into, Gary, so let's start from the top. Xbox's The Initiative studio has seen a fast and furious wave of senior departures in the past 12 months, VGC has learned. As much as half of the core development team known to be working on the upcoming Perfect Dark reboot quit the company during the last year or around 34 people analysis of employee LinkedIn profiles has revealed. That includes most of the initiative's senior design team, including game director Dan Newberger, design director Drew Murray, lead level designer Chris O'Neill, principal world builder uh, Jolion Myers, two senior system designers, a group of three former God of War designers, and more. And the turnovers of top talent doesn't end in design. Perfect Dark's two most senior writers also recently quit. Analysis shows, along with the project's technical director, tech art director, lead gameplay engineer, lead animator, and QA lead, and more. The timing of the departures coincide with the September 2021 announcement that Crystal Dynamics has been signed to co-develop Perfect Dark. This combined with the few job roles currently advertised at the initiative suggests that the Tomb Raider developer is likely taking a much stronger lead than first thought on the project. Interviews with multiple former senior developers cited a lack of creative autonomy and slow development pro progress as the reason for their departures and described the wave of exits as fast and furious 
with project momentum said to be heavily affected. Gary, like I said, there's a lot more we're going to get into. We're going to hear from former devs. And of course, we're going to hear from the initiatives management team. Let's start right now. Gary, what's up with all this? Are you concerned about the ma massive losses here for the initiatives? I mean, we we don't know too much about it, right? And I and I hesitate to do the typical internet thing of just filling a vacuum with, you know, whatever, you know, uninformed speculation I can come up with just for the sake of creating content. So I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna try to speak to something that I know almost nothing about, but obviously it's not I mean half, right? That's a lot. That's not good. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know, maybe Phil Spencer needs to go in there and start knocking some heads together. I don't know. It's there's clearly clearly something's not not right when you're talking about that many people um uh fleeing um there's you know there's, there's got that's that's not a coincidence it's not an accident um barrett said something earlier on on twitter that i thought was 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 quite a a good observation you know because you remember mike when they uh when they first set up the studio they touted themselves as being the first quadruple a studio which well, is a very yeah, grandiose yeah. you know claim to make and um you know you're you're setting a very high bar for yourself and as barrett observed you know perhaps also setting yourself up uh, for failure, because if you make promises like that, you you better deliver. And if you fall short, people are not going to going to forget about it. So, um, yeah, I look. Well, I, I suspect we will know more in the coming days and weeks. You know, maybe some of the people that have uh, that have left will come forward. I imagine you know the Jason Shrys of the world are already kind of poking around and digging and making making calls and trying to put a story together. We'll we'll, we'll know more soon. So uh, until that happens. Again, in the absence of any concrete information, I'll just say, yeah, on the surface, it doesn't look great. Yeah, Gary, it, it doesn't, right? And we brought up questions over on the X-Cast back in September when we heard the news that Crystal Dynamics was brought on to co-develop with this team for the perfect I too, Yeah, right? I mean, they, they, we, we were getting some some concerning... Uh, uh, I remember on X-Cast, Mike, not long ago, you and me and Paris were like, well, that, what, what does that mean? Like, why do they need mm -hmm. to bring in a whole, other, a whole other team? I mean, something fundamentally is, is, is not clicking, it seems like. Correct, Gary. And that's when it came to light. We had a little more detail, a little more knowledge of, you know, the initiative's goal was to be kind of smaller, more fluid, be able to be agile and co-develop with other studios, right? That's where the name, the initiative come from, right? The startup, the idea and bringing it to the next level right there. And so it is interesting. This is kind of our first time seeing a studio of this magnitude, right? You bring on that quadruple A title, which maybe it was a typo, maybe it wasn't, but really xbox fans came to look at this studio saying okay this is the team that should be making those triple a narrative driven first person incredible games that we want to see just like they get over on sony we're expecting that here from perfect dark right and when you put triple a quadruple a however you want to call it you put a lot of weight into all of that and we expect the best out of it now it's you great. get asked with hey this is a small team that's going to be agile they're going to move back and forth with different teams, we weren't quite expecting that, huh, Gary? It's just so funny that when you said about a typo, it's like the most expensive typo ever. Like someone who put that out has got a sticky A key on their <laughs> keyboard, did one extra A, and now the game's got to be 10 times as good. Correct. That's always <laughs> something to mention because I know a lot of people will get uptight in the comments saying, oh, no, that was a typo. It was just a job, you know, ad before. It wasn't that. But we do expect the most out of this, right? This is one of those projects when we started to move into the Phil Spencer initiative was, hey, we want the biggest and the best. We want those games that we see over from the Sony side, and we're looking for high-quality content. And the initiative back in 2018 was pitched as, that's what we're going to bring to the table. Of course, we learned it was Perfect Dark. We know that the studio is small, and they're going to co-develop with other ones. And this is kind of the first time we've seen 
something like that where all of a sudden they're co-developing with a third-party company that's not in the Xbox umbrella, right? And so now we learn about this different job loss and half of the development team is gone, right, Gary? But like, how worrying is that to you when we look at this, right? A team that's so small like this, people are going to come and go, especially in the job market today where, you know, COVID has affected us the past two years. We've seen people start to work remotely from work. We've seen a very competitive sector in the tech and gaming space, right? Where people want to get the best jobs. They want to go where they're comfortable, maybe where it's best for their families, where it's close to home. Is this to be kind of expected as the ebb and flow or is this a cause for concern losing half of your small team? Again, I really hesitate to, to, to speculate without knowing too much about what's, what's really going on. There could be any number of reasons for what's going on, some more concerning uh, than others. Again, the, the overall picture of it, looking at it from the outside, it's not, it's, it, it doesn't seem great. But again, there, mm-hmm. there, there could be any number of things going on um, you know, the, across the full range of like, oh, it, shit's totally fucked. So, oh, you know, all the on, on the other end, like, it's not actually as bad as it might look, here's what's actually going on. So until we get more information, I, again, I don't want to just say stuff for the sake of saying stuff. Um, but yeah, like at the end of the day, even if you take the trip, even if you take the quadruple A out of it, uh, this is, you know, this, this was a studio that was launched with a lot of fanfare, um, working on, you know, a, a storied, uh, uh, franchise that is, you know, important to the, you know, the Xbox uh, and obviously going, going back even before that Nintendo, uh, fan base, you know, Perfect Dark, Joanna Dark, been around for a long time, right? It's been a while since we had, a, you know, a new Perfect Dark game. So, um, and then, and, and then, in the greater context of Microsoft's, just kind of on been on a bit of a roll recently, right? With with setting up studios, acquiring studios, like all of the vibes coming out of Microsoft have been really positive uh, lately. And Xbox fans have got a lot of reasons uh, to feel, you know, good about the future. So when something like this happens what, what appears to be kind of a, a you know something concerning a misstep call it what you want then th- then that's going to be visible as well that's why we've got it at the top of the the running order today because they they you know again this is the risk you take when you set something up to be a big deal your successes are going to be very visible and then and, and, but then so is anything you know concerning on the other side of the ledger yeah gary we start off today and it feels like doom and gloom right you look at it and you go oh my gosh half of the dev team is now gone what the heck is happening right but let's Flip the script. Let's look at the positive right now, right? They're a small, agile studio like we've talked about. They're co-developing with Crystal Dynamics, a big-time AAA studio, right? And as they say in the article, it looks like the Tomb Raider developers likely take a much stronger lead than first thought. So now as we look at it, we bring up the initiative, right? Starting a project, bringing it to the next level. Are you confident now knowing that, hey, a larger team is kind of taking the reins on this and going to fit see this through to the finish line again they're just they're just, they're just so many variables and so many imponderables and things that we just don't know the uh again i'm, I'm really hesitant to to kind of to, to to speculate without the lack of any real um information i i always thought the crystal dynamics thing again at the time that seemed odd uh, but again, I, I don't know enough about the about the mechanics of, of game development to, to to speak from an informed position of whether or not that was actually a positive move that would that would help make the game or if it would cause, you know, political strife. And, you know, any anytime you've got kind of like two developers collaborating on something, you you know, the politics and uh, who's really in charge, all kinds of things like that can can kind of muddy things. I have no idea what's going on in this situation, though, and I suspect it won't take too long for this to come out like people people are going to talk to journalists again there's the shriers of the world are going to uh you know the clepics of the world are going to go in there and start doing the real news hound stuff and i and i suspect we will know a lot more uh 
very soon. So I'm I'm gonna just gonna kind of keep my powder dry until we have more information. There you go, Gary. I like that. Yeah, it's easy to speculate, but I think the positive here is they at least know there's a large team still working on this project, right? This project isn't just dead in the water. We will see it come to fruition. When is that? We'll find out that timeline soon enough because it could be pushed back quite some ways. But let's learn from the devs because, like I said, Andy has an incredible article up on VGC. So if you want to learn more, go check it out. But let's go listen to what the devs had to say from the initiative. So he writes, the former initiative developers VGC spoke to attributed to the wave of departures to frustration among senior talent over the direction of the project set down by Gallagher and game director Daniel Newberger. Although the initiative's website claims that the company promotes a collaborative creative environment, former employees describe the studio's development hierarchy as very top-down, with Gallagher and Newberger keeping a strong grasp on creative decisions. According to, for, according to the former employees, many senior team members were frustrated by this perceived lack of autonomy and didn't feel heard on key issues such as development priorities, project planning, and team staffing. Gallagher and Newberger, who were previously studio head and game director at Crystal Dynamics, wanted to make games the way they always had with top-down direction, the sources said. While many, while many initiative employees were expecting a more bottom-up approach, as a result, it's claimed that the development has progressed painfully slow and a solid company culture never formed. All former employees VGC spoke to said they were surprised at how lenient Microsoft had been over the lack of progress. One person said, making games is hard enough, let alone when you feel like you can't get through to the people making the decisions that affect everyone. The culture issue is partly behind the decision to bring on board Crystal Dynamics. It's claimed with Gallagher and Newberger allegedly hoping that production would move more smoothly with the introduction of a second team familiar with their methods. BGC sources agreed that they would be surprised if Crystal Dynamics' introduction combined with the significant departures of core staff hadn't triggered an effective soft reboot of Perfect Dark, and that is was likely still years away from release. So, Gary, a lot there coming from the dev team, former devs of the initiative right there. Let's talk about culture right here. I mean, top-down is how we always know it to be, and you're a man. You've worked in Hollywood. You've seen management styles from different ways, right? It's always kind of been the top down. The top gives it to middle management. Then they give it to the bottom. And we just kind of flow like that. We're in a new world now where we're trying to get more inclusive. We're bringing more ideas up because everybody's voice should be heard. And everybody brings cool and different innovative ideas to the table. What is that like when you promote a collaborative studio and it just doesn't quite get there with that kind of idea? What's interesting is, and as you can see, people are already starting to talk. Information's getting out. And I think there'll be a lot more in the coming days. Just in a few days, we'll probably have a clearer picture. But the stuff as you outlined it there doesn't sound... What's interesting is it doesn't sound on the on its face as like particularly abnormal. Like you know, you hear people complaining about management culture and and and, and development approach. These are all like kind of like cookie cutter things that developers you know rightly bellyache about all the time. They don't you know they don't like the the direction that the game's going in, or they're not confident about this or that, or um, you know they don't feel like their voices are heard. Like every developer, you know, a, a developer any company could probably tell you a story like that. Um, but to get to the point where like fully half of the company leaves over those issues, it makes you, wow, those are like really serious versions of those issues. Look at something like Anthem, which we, we, you know, we know after the fact, because you know all of that stuff came out in the wash a long time ago, 
it was a deeply, deeply, deeply troubled game, right? Which had all kinds of like, you know, reinventing the game every five minutes and nobody ever really understood what the direction of the project was. We know all this because again, it's, it's been around long enough for all the reportings come out. But half of the half of the company didn't leave over it. So, you know, if you look at something like Anthem where like, yeah, it was real bad, but people stuck with it um, compared to, um, you know, similar issues. But um, it was bad enough that like many, not just like a handful of people, but like a sizable percentage of the team left. It makes you wonder how serious serious those issues must be. Yeah, definitely, Gary. I mean, you think about it from an employee's perspective, right? You get brought on to a team that promotes that collaborative nature, right? And you talk about, hey, everybody's voice is going to be heard. We want you to help impact this project in different ways by, you know, talking with us. And if that doesn't really happen, we just talked about the job market being so fierce right now, especially with COVID the past two years where, you know, people are struggling to hire top tier talent. People are looking for more work. They're willing to work from home or possibly move to a better situation, right? And if you're not getting that in that kind of studio in that environment, you're willing to jump ship and go somewhere else, that's, right? That's and also that's a really good point here. Yeah, you, you have to look at this in the broader context of like what is the develop, what is the kind of development job market like right now? And I, again, I'm not an expert, but I think I'm right in saying that, the, that it's very much um, a seller's market right now in the in, in kind of the development you know job uh, uh, community. And like all many many big studios are hiring, so it's not like Again, if, if the job market was terrible and there's nowhere else to go, you probably the people would, would be forced, you know, maybe people that would mm -hmm. leave. Otherwise, oh, I got I got I got I got to stick it out here because I got bills to pay. I could leave. I don't like it here, but like where am I going to go? Well, in the current environment, the answer is well, there's all kinds of places you could go. Insomniac's hiring, Naughty Dog's hiring. Um, you know, all kinds of different places, you know, where you know, you might have a better time. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, that that's it's it's a tough it's it's a difficult time right now for a studio to not be a great place to work because this, uh, developers have so many other options. Yeah, Gary. And so, you know, we talk about it from the employee's perspective, right? And then on the opposite side, you see the two high ups there, maybe probably feeling the ways of the waters, the vibes within the studio, and they decide they want to maybe team up with their former team, Crystal Dynamics, to maybe follow the path that they're normally set to. What is that like as like the management side, right? You feel confident, and comfortable the way you're normally doing it, right? Maybe you're too stubborn to take on the new idea. And so they're able to jump over to Crystal Dynamics and bring them in as co-developers. Is that a good or a bad thing, especially for these two or for the whole team in general? I mean, I don't know if it's uh, an issue in this particular case, but I do know that, that you know, the, the the kind of the Napoleonic syndrome, uh, you know, it's it's not uncommon for that to set in once once you get to a, um, uh, a period, you know, to a position of like real seniority and, and authority. And we, you know, there's many, many examples of this throughout, you know, not, you know, through, you know, in show business, in video game development, where people get to a certain level and they just stop listening to other people. They, they, they think that they can do no wrong. And, and, you know, every, every, again, everything it trickles down uh, from the top. And it's, you know, it's, it's right that, you know, things come from the top. That's why, why hierarchy and, and experience and talent matters, right? It's supposed to be a merit, merit, meritocratic system where the most talented people are at the top of course in reality we know that's not always the case and we know that many you know many 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 a fine uh person has been corrupted by you know getting promoted or perhaps over promoted and suddenly they start to think their shit doesn't stink um uh and you know that that causes problems for the people that are forced forced to work with them we, you know the, the, the game development history is littered uh with stories like this and again i want to be clear i'm not saying that's what happened here mm. but it's you know it's 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 not uncommon yeah, you know, we we can only speculate, you and I, from the outside, right? We're not in the studio able to actually see and perceive things. But 
you know, on the flip side, Gary, you probably have to look at it as positive that Phil Spencer and the team are willing to work with you and allow you to be like, I mean, you just got this brand new studio. If things aren't going well, okay, let's bring in Crystal Dynamics to help co-develop this because you think that this might right the ship or help you, right? And so a very interesting thing there that I can't wait to learn more about, and I'm sure you and I will. But let's talk one more thing before we hear from, of course, management, who will have a totally different uh, kind of vibe to it. But this one right here that I want to talk about is the soft reboot right here. So VG source, VGC sources agreed that they would be surprised if Crystal Dynamics introduction combined with the significant departures of core staff haven't triggered an effective soft reboot of Perfect Dark, making it probably still likely years away from release. Gary, we talk about it all the time on the X-Cast of, hey, like Phil and the team, Matt Booty and the team, their goal is to get one big release quarterly moving throughout the years, right? And now you have a big piece of the board pushed way back probably farther back than you had anticipated. Does this suck as an Xbox gamer to know that Perfect Dark possibly is going through a soft reboot? I mean, I don't think that is necessarily a good thing or 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 a bad thing just on its face. Again, in the absence of more information, I've seen many examples of, um, you know, development reboots and, you, you know, you, I guess the film equivalent would be reshoots, you know, where you go back in and reshoot stuff. Rogue One's a, ter- a great example of this. Everyone, oh, the re- Rogue One's going through reshoots. The film must be in trouble. Film turned out all right. And some of the best stuff in it was stuff that was uh, that was a reshoot. So, um, you know, it's it's not necessarily uh, a bad thing. It's just it's it, it can be a natural part of the process as everyone's just trying to find the best, you know, the best version of the thing. Uh, again, no anthems are a good example. I mean, how many times did they did they soft reboot that? Oh well, you know now now we're going to fly. You know, flying around like Iron Man is going to be a big part of it. And then two weeks later, oh no, it's not. We're getting rid of that. And, oh no, it's back in now. And they and and that is a problem. I think when there's no the most. And again, I'm not speaking about this initiative case in general because I just don't in specifically because I don't know enough about it. I'm talking in general. Since you asked the question, I mm-hmm. think that one of the things that can be most um, disconcerting is and, and again this is just true in anything where they like you know where they where the you know on the starship enterprise right if if john luke picard every 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 other day was going uh now maybe we should do this now like people would start to lose you know confidence in in his leadership almost immediately picard was a great leader because he fucking knew what he was doing he never showed any sign of like uncertainty or like you got the sense of when he made a decision he's he, you fuck better get fucking following he's probably made the right decision um, and that's, you know, that's, that's good. That's good leadership is the confidence that you project. And that's what in, in a, in a, in a good hierarchy, that's what trickles down is that, is that confidence. And, 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 and then it gets reflected back up, right? You have confidence in your leaders and the, and the decisions being made by the people above you. If you're being sent into battle, you want to believe that your leaders know what, uh, they're doing. And if you're going to work 16 hour days and crunch or whatever for three years on a game, you want to believe that that, that is in service of a vision that you have confidence in. Unfortunately, in, in in you know in in many cases, not just in game development or in movie production, but you know in all kinds of situations where there's any kind of leadership hierarchy, um, that's not the case. Unfortunately, you know, people get overpromoted, um, and just the simple act of kind of going up the uh, going up the going up the the ladder uh, can kind of change your perspective. You know, many people when they were kind of lower in the ranks, were, oh yeah, I remember when he used to be a cool guy, and then he, and then he became upper management and turned into an asshole. Like we've we've seen these stories a million times before. Yeah, Gary, this is a really interesting one to me because I was excited to see Perfect Dark. And, you know, we thought maybe we'd see some more of it after seeing the initial trailer. Maybe we'd see some gameplay coming down the line here within the next year or two 
at possibly a big E3 showcase, but it does hurt that we possibly will see this years from now when we think about Fable, we think about Perfect Dark. Those seem to be years away, which I'm patiently waiting for because I am looking forward to Perfect Dark. But let's end this with, of course, hearing the word from the management. We'll have a different tone in their approach to this. So Andy writes, the initiative's management told VGC it's confident in the team it has in place and the new talent joining and pointed to industry-wide staffing challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's no small task to build a studio and reinvent a beloved franchise, studio head Daryl Gallagher told VGC. In creating the initiative, we set out to leverage co-development partnerships to achieve our ambitious, ambitious and or ambitions, and we're really excited about all the progress we're seeing with our relationship with Crystal Dynamics. In this journey, it's not uncommon for there to be staffing challenges, especially during a time of global upheaval over the last two years, and there's plenty more work in front of us to deliver a fantastic Perfect Dark experience to our players. We wish all of our former colleagues the best, and I'm confident in the team we have in place, the new talent joining, and we can't wait to share more for the fans. So a totally different vibe there, Gary. Of course, Gary and the, or, you know Daryl Gallagher and the team are going to give you the PR spin to it. Do you feel confident walking away with this story and knowing that Perfect Dark is in the right hands? Again, I, I, I just don't know. I feel, I, I feel like I'm going to start spinning my wheels in a second as I just try <laughs> to kind of add thoughts to this. It, like I said, on the surface, it doesn't look great. It's, 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 a, it's a whole mess, you know, for, for journalists and other people to kind of sort through as you try to get to the bottom of it. I honestly don't know. Like, all, all, at the end of the day, all that really matters is, is the perfect dark game going to be any good? And that's still a coin flip. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. We, we, don't, we, we don't have any more insight on whether or not this, ge- this game is going to be great or bad or anywhere in between. Uh, today than we did a week ago. I don't think this necessarily changes the equation because again, I've seen really, really troubled developments that made uh, ended up the game uh, ended up being great and vice versa as well. So we just we just don't know. Yeah, you know, Gary, this is exactly what I thought I would hear from the management team with the messaging and the wording. Of course, it is to spin and make it sound good. So no matter what's happening, good, bad, ugly, only time will tell. And of course, you and I will patiently wait over on the Xcast perfect dark when it does release with the initiative and crystal dynamics and how good it can be because we do expect the best from this studio and this game so a little uh possible troubled waters maybe a sign of the times with you know different staffing challenges but only time will tell we'll find maybe out may, maybe i'm able to kind of be a bit lackadaisical about it because i just don't care that much about perfect dark if this was, oh, the new, if, if this, was if this was like the new mass effect game uh-huh. I'd, 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 prob- I'd probably be remonstrating a lot more, but perfect dark. I'm just not that bothered. <laughs> All right, Gary. Well, you know what? You might not be bothered about perfect dark, but one thing you are bothered about, not having those perfect frames, Gary, because I know you love the awesome 60 frames future and beyond that we're currently having. And we're going to talk more about that right after a word from our sponsors. Shout out to DoorDash. Sometimes pulling into your driveway after a trip to the grocery store only to realize you forgot one key ingredient for dinner kind of feels like the end of the world. But with DoorDash, you can get the groceries and household essentials you need or a backup meal from your favorite local restaurant delivered in under an hour. Desperately craving a late night snack or just want to stock up for the week with DoorDash, get it all in one app. We've been using DoorDash forever. You hear us on the Kind of Funny podcast, always talking about the different taquerias we're ordering from, the different 
burger places we're ordering from we are super happy and we love to just get the food delivered right to us for a limited time you guys can get 25 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter code kinda funny that's 25 off up to a 10 dollars value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter code kinda funny don't forget that's code kinda funny for 25 off your first order with doordash subject to change terms apply shout out to me undies we've all been there trying on clothes in a dressing room and everything makes you look like three kids hiding in a coat finding the perfect size is annoying that's why me undies makes undies bralettes and loungewear to fit just right y'all know how long i've loved me undies i am often wearing the shirt the lounge pants the undies the socks like i'm doing right now if i was a cartoon character this would just be my, my outfit it would just be all me undies i love it because of the soft micro modal fabric and because it does fit really well me undies knows that comfort starts with the perfect size and fit that's why they wear test all sizes from extra small to 4xl for everything they make they've got different cuts for different butts and everything from bold colors to fun adventurous prints so the world can be a comfier place for every booty <laughs> uh, me undies promises if you're not comfortable with any product for any reason you can return your order for a full refund within 45 days me undies has a great offer for y'all for any first-time purchasers you can get 15 off and free shipping right to your door to get 50 off your first order free shipping and 100 satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny yo welcome back everybody thanks for taking a moment with our sponsors gary we got more news to talk about and we got a fun one here because i know you love that next gen updates right here the crew too is getting 60 frames per second support on ps5 this coming from matt lorgan uh, at playstation trophies it writes uh, Ubisoft has revealed that the Crew 2 will be getting a fifth year of support and content, including narrative version or native versions of the game for PS5. According to the Crew 2's live project coordinator, Quentin Benton, next-gen support is one of the most important requests from the game's community, and the developers have confirmed that this is currently underway with support for 60 frames per second included. This next-gen update will be arriving before July 2022. There will also be some visual improvements on the way across all platforms. Also arriving in the crew's fifth year of new content will be three more seasons with new cards, new events, new rewards, and new competitions. Gary, of course, this is a big one for the chat right now because our friend Know What's Good, the number one Crew 2 supporter and game player out there. How much Crew 2 have you played and are you excited about 60 frames coming your way? Well, it's funny because I had a, a very, very sharp kind of emotional roller coaster there. When mm. you went next gen, I went, oh, next gen update. And then you went the crew too. And I went, oh, you said what? Because yeah, like, yeah. I know, like, I don't know. Is that a thing? I feel like that game completely, maybe it's me, but I feel like that game completely passed me by. But then I was watching the trailer as you were talking about it. And mm -hmm. it looks like it could be cool. I don't know. Is it cool? Am I missing out on something by, by not playing the crew too? You know what, Gary? The crew too has never been my thing, but I think they did promote a really cool game with different ways to play whether it be car boats i think planes are in it as well i think it also has like the map of the usa that you can go across the whole entire country on it so i think there's some really fun stuff but does it have five trains, years Mike, no no trains no trains so no, no, no trains. planes trains and automobiles no no, no, no trains no, 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 no trains okay, okay. but i don't know it, it's five years old gary this isn't a game that's in my repertoire but it is nice to know it's getting six, 60, uh, 60 frames per second on PS5. Just, this is just, something you and I enjoy all the time with the FPS boost 
brought to you by Xbox. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and driving, games, driving games where the 60 frames is one of the genres mm-hmm. where you feel 60 frames the most. Yes. Um, it's weird. I had this, I was playing Gran Turismo 7, and that's 60 frames a second at 4K, and it looks beautiful, but it still feels slow. I could go on this whole other rant about how like 60 frames a second doesn't necessarily mean the game feels fast. Mm-hmm. I'm driving around a track in Gran Turismo 7. I feel like I'm going 20 miles an hour. It just feels slow. I don't know. It's a, that's a whole other rant. But look, I'll, I'll simply say this. Just give us, just just bring, fucking bring back burnout. I just, oh, bring back. Just give us another here. burnout. That's what we want. Okay. Crew 2, all this other shit. I just, I just want burnout back. Can we please just have fucking burnout back? Gary, please? you don't get burnout. You get GT7 and Forza Motorsport 8 on the way. That's what you get, Gary, okay? You're going back to the track. You don't get any fun. I just, I, I know, and it's not that, I mean, I've, I got, you know, I, I still have Burnout Paradise installed. I still jump around in it every now and again. Here's what I want. Give me FPS boost or full uh, remasters on Burnout 3 and Takedown. Oh. Just give me those, just give me the old, the old classics back. That's what you get, Gary. I like that. Well, 60 frames is always good. Uh, I like that. So shout out to anybody still playing the crew too. You're getting some next gen support over on your PS5. Gary, let's keep it moving because we got a couple more stories to get through. Story number three, <laughs> the Halo series new trailer has dropped. Plus, IGN has a review of the premiere episode live right now. This is from IGN by Jason Skadeen. He gives it a verdict of seven. Good. So here's the uh, what he wrote. While the Halo series struggles, struggles to capture the dynamic action of the games, the first episode succeeds in building a compelling narrative that forges its own path. Given how integral the massive battles between humanity and the Covenant are to the appeal of the Halo franchise, the lackluster action in the Halo premiere is a cause for concern. However, the series gets good enough, uh, gets good enough else right in its first outing to make up for that shortcoming. As much as the premiere focuses on capturing the iconic weapons and technology from the games, it also shows a willingness to move its story in dramatically different directions. This is hardly a one-to-one adaptation of the games, and that's really the show's biggest selling point right now. Gary, we talked about the trailers. You write shows and movies, comics, books, and more. A seven? Is that good enough for you for the premiere episode? I mean, I don't really care what one reviewer says. The only opinion Mm -hmm. I care about is my own. When I watch it, do I like it? Um, and I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out. I have Paramount Plus already, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm already kind of baked into their to their mm-hmm. system because there's a bunch of other good stuff on, on Paramount Plus. Um, yeah, look, I, I want, I want it to be good, not just for the sake of, uh, you know, we will, a, a good. I think we'll all be happier if there's, if there's a good show on television rather than a bad show. We all just, mm-hmm. you know, I prefer things to be good than bad. Uh, but in the in the broader picture of um, you know, the the whole effort to kind of turn video games into movies and television shows. You know, everyone that's bad sets back the sets back the, the cause overall and contributes to that stigma of, oh, will they ever make a good video game movie or a good video game TV show? Um, every time one comes out that is good and is successful, it makes it easier for the next one. And I do think we are at kind of a tipping point uh, where things are starting to get better. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie is fucking great. And I'm genuinely really excited about the second one. It can be done. Um, mm. I think Halo is more likely. I think at the end of the day, when the dust has settled and everyone's seen it and had a chance to talk about it, I think the general consensus will be more towards, yeah, it was a good show. They did good uh, than 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 bad, uh, you know. And we've got The Last of Us, which has an incredible creative pedigree behind it. There's a bunch of really good stuff in the works that I think 
Um, I think I think we're I think we're going to go into a new era of video game adaptations into film mm. and television um, becoming more legit and, and and producing some genuinely good stuff. I think that the, the signs are all really positive for that. Yeah, Gary. For me, the seven is better than what I expected. I actually am pretty pleased with seeing the seven for the premiere episode. I think they have a lot to go forward with, and especially knowing that this is on the silver timeline, right? This is a different timeline that they're creating and forging that will share similarities with the you know, canon timeline that we know from the games, the books, the comics, but this one over here forging its new path, I'm excited for, right? And Jesse really points out that the CGI is the lackluster point, right? The world building and the characters are the strong suit of this. And that's what I'm excited for is I want to see Master Chief, right? We have a new voice. We have an actor who's going to play it, possibly taking off the helmets more than we expect, right? With a new team. And so for me, I'm excited about the positives there. We saw it in the trailer, you and I. I was kind of like, ooh, when we saw the CGI of the Covenant and so forth with the Spartans fighting. And that's really what he picks on there is when you see these battles, it doesn't look as good as you would think with the, you know, blockbuster title of Halo possibly paired with the budget of what they got, you know It's I mean? tough. Tele t television's a, a, a tough medium for this kind of stuff budgetarily and from a practical perspective because mm -hmm. unless you're willing to spend insane amounts of money which every now and again someone is. Amazon have spent an insane amount of money on the Lord of the Rings show. Apple spent an insane amount of money on Foundation. I don't know if you've seen Foundation, but I watched I watched a few episodes. I still need to watch the rest of it. I watched the first couple of episodes and I'm like, my God, how much money did they spend? Because mm. I mean, it looks you know it looks as good as any you know mega budget movie you would see at the theater. It looks like they really really went to town on it. You got to remember, you think it's you think it's something like you know a two hour Marvel movie costs what two hundred million dollars, and that's for two Ooh. hours of content, right? And you're talking about 10 hours of content, you know, all yep. of which is going to be CG heavy. You're talking about this needs a lot more money, but we actually have a lot less because TV with, with very, very few exceptions, TV budgets are not movie budgets, certainly not per hour. And so there, there's always going to be that little bit of a shortfall. I'd much rather be hearing what we're hearing about Halo, which is, oh, the, the characters and the story are really good, but the CG is a bit rough than the other way around. Oh, yeah, brilliant CG, but the story and the characters are mm. shit. Um, so I feel like it, it sounds like they're, they're getting the right things right. I like that, Gary. It's right. And so a seven from IGN. I'm excited to see it. I think it releases on the 24th, I believe. So keep an eye out for that 24th to 25th. You can correct me and you're wrong. But let's get to the final two news stories. These both are together. Number four, Xbox Game Pass update for the second half of March, Gary. Here's the games coming at you from the Xbox Wire. Of course, March 17th. Shredders. Shredders. You and I are pumped up I saw up for that Shredders. this morning. My, I actually didn't know it was coming to Game Pass, but as soon as I saw it, I was so excited. Oh, yes. you, you, and me, you and me have got to get on the slopes. We got to I play. can't wait to get on the slopes with you, Gary, and shred the Narnar. Of course, a cool one for you, Gary, is I've been talking with the team over at Foam Punch who developed the game, and we're going to have the dev team over with us on Thursday during the live stream. We're actually going to shred the slopes with them, talk about the game, talk about the development, and just share the fun. Of shredding the slopes together. It looks good, I right? Really I'm looking, I mean, like. I mean, I'm just looking at this footage right now. It looks good. Oh, it looks great, Gary. I'm so pumped up to have a snowboarding game once again, and hopefully a really good one. Only time will tell, but it's so close. Of course, keeping it going on March 17th, the Dungeon of Norberk, uh, the Amulet of Chaos coming to cloud console and PC. On March 22nd, Tainted Grail Conquest coming to console. Zero Escape, the non-airy games. March 24th, Norco on PC, F1 2021 for all you racing fans. March 29th, Crusader Kings 3 on Xbox Series X, X, and S. On March 31st, 
Weird West coming to cloud console and PC, a game that Paris Lily is super pumped up about. Then you have nine games coming with touch controls right now for the cloud. Uh, at number one, you have Among Us, then Katamari uh, Reroll, Luminous Remastered, Paparazzi, Rubber Bandits, Spelunky 2, Telling Lies, Undungeon, and Young Souls. So some awesome games coming your way with touch controls for the cloud gaming. And then here's what's leaving on March 31st, so get to playing. You have Madden NFL 20, leaving cloud console and PC. Naruto Boy, leaving cloud console and PC. And Shadow Warrior 2, leaving cloud console and PC. So make sure to play that. And of course, leaving on April 11th, Destiny Beyond Light, Shadowkeep, and Forsaken on PC. So if you want to keep playing your Destiny over on Game Pass, make sure to get it in before April 11th. Gary, the final news story will pair up well with Game Pass updates. Of course, tomorrow, don't forget, Wednesday, March 16th at 10 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time, ID at Xbox Indie Showcase is coming your way. So you have the ID at Xbox team teaming up with Twitch for Big Time Indie Showcase. Of course, last year, friend of the show, Blind Gamer Steve, hosted that event over on Twitch. If you want to check out a bunch of new, cool indie-developed games, Coming to the ID at Xbox program, you can check that out on Wednesday, March 16th at 10 a.m., Gary. And that will wrap up today's show. But Gary, you know what? You and I have been having so much fun. Shredders is only two days away, but it seems so far away. And if I wanted to know what is coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. I like hey. the way I like the way Rog does it. Or was that Barrett? Who did that? That was Bear right there. I like Bear. the way Barrett like does it. That was Bear good. brought Bear brought the energy. Yeah, I right don't do there. the I don't do the fake jingle that Kevin plays when like you know. Yeah, Tim's what a jabroni. And like Tim doesn't want to do the jingle because he has no you know love in his heart. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's a soulless version of the jingle. <laughs> soulless is right. Let's talk about what's out today so gamers can start playing some games. You have Grand Theft Auto 5 and GTA Online for PS5 and Xbox Series consoles. Dawn of the Monsters for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I looked that up. Looks kind of dope. Kind of interested in that one. Phantom, Break Phantom Breaker coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Cruel King and the Great Hero coming to PS4 and Switch. Five Night at Freddy's Security Breach coming to Xbox consoles. Played that game, had some fun with it. My kid, uh, like my kid is so into Five Nights at Freddy's at the moment. She's going through a big Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> phase. So she might she might enjoy that. Uh uh Ethernaut coming to P PC. The Wanderer Frankenstein's Creature releases today on PlayStation 4. The real-time PvP action game Smash Legends has received a large-scale grand renewal update that introduces a new legend, Smash Pass seasonal legends trials and more here's some new dates to go along with all of that of course rift tracks the game launches on pc and console this may may 5th starting thursday march 17th aspiring night runners in dying light 2 stay human can step up to four new in-game parkour trials uh forgive me father leaves early access and enters your nightmares april 7th so those are some new dates and out today for well, you. You kind of just pass it over if Rift Tracks has a game. 
to say, what the hell is Rift what? Tracks the game? Oh, I don't know what Rift Tracks is. Is that something uh, I should so know about? Rift yeah, Tracks yeah, is like kind me. of the spiritual successor to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, um, okay. And yeah, I, 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 it looks kind of like uh, they're doing like what the dub, but you know, for you know, in their oh, own like uh, Rift Tracks okay. universe, which is hilarious. Mm. Um, yeah, shout out to to that crew. That's really uh, oh my gosh. Okay, um, really quick. Roger said in the chat that he could do the best rendition of the the jingle. Roger, you're in the you're in uh, in the yeah, let's hear right it now. I want to hear it. Give it to me. Um, do 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 do. Yeah. Yo, that was that, that awesome. sounded yeah. like. Do you remember? Do you remember the old? Uh, do you remember the the Andy Samberg thing they used to have on SNL? The Blizzard Man, yeah. where he was like the world's worst rapper. That's. <laughs> what Roger? <laughs> like Blizzard Man. Oh man, Roger, you're killing it, big dog. I can't wait to get to the post show with you. But just a couple of quick things right now. Your squad up for today, of course. Hey, come squad up with me and Blessing right now over on the PlayStation Five version of GTA Online. If you want to get into some heist, if you want to do some sick races, or maybe just hit the blackjack table with me over at the casino. We're jumping into GTA Online today after this live on the stream. So you can come check us out over there. We'd love for you, best friends, to squad up with us. Of course, each and every day, if you're watching live here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you can watch the show, enjoy the show, chat it up with all the best friends, and correct me and Gary if we get anything wrong. And Gary, once again, we're killing it. Only one correction from Kbabs, aka Kebabs, who writes in, Burnout 3 doesn't need an FPS boost because it's already 60 frames per second, Gary. Oh, so you can jump right impressive. back in Burnout 3 whenever you want it, bro. Right, I still want Takedown, though. <laughs> Takedown's <laughs> like the best that. one. Was Takedown right. the one that had traffic checking? Because that shit was awesome. And I think I think Takedown had the best crash mode as well. All right. That's I true. like that. It did have the so best good. crash mode. Uh, of Which course, one, sorry, Barrel, was that? that? That is true. It did have the yeah, best yeah, crash yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Tomorrow's host will be Blessing and Andy. Thursday, Tim Tam is going on. And Friday, Greg and Blessing. If you're watching this, of course, after the show, you can stay live here on Twitch, where me and Blessing will take over the GTA, GTA Online universe and play some with the best friends all out there. Of course, if you can't catch the stream, stream live, you can go check it out over on YouTube.com slash plays. And with that, this has been... Another episode of the Kind of Funny Games Daily Podcast. Each and every weekday, we fill you in with all the nerdy news you need to know about. That's been Gary Witta. I'm Snowbike Mike. I got, I got, I got it because I just googled it. I got to, I got to check Google myself it. so I don't Google get shit it. for this later. Burnout Three and Takedown are the same thing. I'm thinking of Burnout, Re uh, Burnout Revenge. Mm, I like that. I like mm. that. I like that. Quick, quick one before they got us with you wrong before we leave. But uh, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every weekday, we host a post show after this show for all of the Patreon supporters out there. So if you'd like to go support us, go on over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. We can get all of the post shows for each and every podcast that we do and something really, really dope to watch and enjoy because today I'm going to get Gary Witted to tell us more stories about burnout, revenge, and takedown. All right. With that, everybody go play some games. Have a great one. See ya.